Today, to state the obvious, we're here to remember a birth, a famous birth. So let's have a think about this. Who has a birth that gets noticed by a lot of people? Who has a birthday that gets noticed by people outside the family? I see some hands going up, but I'm afraid to say I'm going to answer it myself. I saw in the newspaper a few weeks ago, or in the news somewhere, the birthday of someone that got noticed. It was Rita Ora. I haven't got too much of a clue who she is, I have to admit. Her birthday was in the news because she'd broken the um, distancing rules of her birthday. And she was having to apologise. And she was in trouble. Anyway, her birthday will soon be forgotten. And she will be forgotten in a few years' time. Whose birthday is remembered after many years? Well, possibly the most obvious example would be the Queen. There's a massive event in London every year called the Trooping of the Colour to mark her official birthday. But she's still alive. What about people who've died? What about people in the past? Well, did you know that... 2019 was the 145th anniversary of Winston Churchill's birth. But even for Winston Churchill, there was so little notice taken, I just managed to find one organisation on the internet that had marked his birthday, his anniversary of his birth. Here's another one. Um, In India, there is a celebration on the 2nd of October every year. I think they all get a holiday. And it's called Gandhi Jayanti. Can you guess what that is? It marks the birth of Mahatma Gandhi. And they all have a big celebration. So, in other words, what this has shown is you've got to be really famous to have your birthday taken notice of by a lot of people. You've got to be, it's only the really famous. And yet the birth of Jesus beats them all. It's remembered by far more people and so many years after him. And yet he wasn't in the ruling family. He wasn't even from the upper class. He didn't lead a nation. He didn't write a book. He didn't start a war. Why is he remembered? Why is he still remembered? What's your answer to that question? We'll come back to that later. But let's imagine in... 2024, it will be the 150th anniversary of Winston Churchill's birth. And I presume there'll be some sort of occasion, event, celebrations to market here in the UK. And imagine that event just had pictures of Winston Churchill as a baby. And it just had stories about when he was born. That would be really odd, wouldn't it? You'd expect that there would be something to mark his life and to say about his achievements. And it's the same for Jesus. If Christmas is more than just sentimental stories, if it really is, if we're really serious about marking his birth, then surely we'll think about his life and his achievements. And what better way to do that than how he said it would be done? And he said that there were four things about him that would be remembered around the world well after his time. I'm getting this from the Bible, from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, where Jesus said there are four things that will be remembered about him around the world. Let's hear what they are. The first is his suffering and death. His suffering and death. It was read to us that the shepherds found Christ the Lord in a manger. That's really odd. But stranger still is that 33 years later, he was found on a wooden cross. 
hung there and left to die. Why? Why was that going on? Well, at a school very near here, on the Friday just gone, there was a Christingle assembly. And at that Christingle assembly, they said Jesus' death was a great example of love. It's rather like workers in the NHS risking their lives in the current pandemic. Well, I think that there's some truth in that. That's quite a good example. But there's no point working in the NHS, risking your life, unless it's going to do something for someone, unless it's going to achieve something. And Jesus' death did something. It achieved something. It dealt with this problem. The video we saw a minute ago said we were made to be with God and to know him. But we've pushed him away. And that isn't just a little bit rude, a little bit unfriendly. It's rebellious because he's the king who made us. And it's suicidal because he's the source of life who created us. And, and that makes us guilty. And Jesus was taking that guilt on himself. He was paying for what we've done. He was taking our punishment for pushing God out of our lives. Jesus said all around the world will be remembered him suffering and dying. But he then said, and there's another thing that will be remembered all around the world, his resurrection from the dead. Uh, let's go back to those people whose birthdays are remembered. The Queen, Winston Churchill, just about um, Mahatma Gandhi by millions of people in India. Birthdays remembered by, in other words, by very famous, very famous people. But Jesus is the one who stands out, both because he's far more famous than any of them, but also because well, he didn't have their connections. He didn't have uh, their achievements. He died executed as a criminal, rejected by all the people who mattered, and looking like a total failure. Now, if that was the end of him, why are we here today hearing about him? How did this come to be? How did Christianity ever get started, let alone last 2,000 years and spread to Loughborough? You could understand his friends not wanting to face it that Jesus was finished. You could understand them wanting to pretend his death wasn't the end. But how could they persuade anyone else to believe them? And persuade others in the face of official opposition and even persecution, which was fierce at times. And yet they did just that. Enough people were persuaded at just the time when it would have been so easy to disprove if it were not true. That by 64 AD, just 30 years later, Christianity had spread, spread all the way to Rome. And enough people were believing Jesus had risen from the dead that Christians got noticed by the Roman emperor. Do we know that? We know that because in 64 AD, there was a great fire in Rome and the Roman emperor was looking for someone to blame and he decided blame the Christians. There's a minority so I can get away with it, but a big enough minority people know who I'm talking about. Amazing how Christianity spread and people believed this Jesus had risen from the dead. There's the only credible explanation for why we have Christmas today. Why we have heard of Jesus Christ. He really did rise. 
But here's the third thing Jesus said. He wants people around the world to know about him. He said, people around the world will be told to repent because of him. It's an astonishing claim. There was this carpenter from a little village that people looked down on in the Middle East. And he said, people around the world will be told to repent because of him. And it's come true because here we are today being told just that. But what does this word repent mean? Let's have a think about it. Now, children, what comes exactly a week after Christmas Day? You know what comes exactly a week after Christmas Day? It is New Year's Day. And will you be making any New Year's resolutions? Do you know what a New Year's resolution is? People decide, right, in 2021, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to turn. I'm going to improve in some way or some area. And what are New Year's resolutions famous for? Well, we've given up by the end of January, haven't we? And that's if you're good, that you've lasted till the end of January. They're not very successful. Repenting is not a New Year's resolution. It's not turning over a new leaf. It's not improving yourself. Repenting is admitting, going my own way, including my attempts to make myself good, including setting my own agenda for my life. Going my own way, it doesn't work. I need Jesus. I need to trust him and I need him to set the agenda. We're here for the birthday of Jesus. I know we don't really know what day he was born. It's sort of like his official birthday. We're here to remember him. And he said, remember him dying, him rising. He's called to us to repent. And here's the last thing. He said, remember him offering forgiveness. Now, Christmas can be a great time of togetherness for families. Sadly, that's uh, been rather spoilt this year. Um, You have to just put up with that. But it can be a great time of togetherness. It can also be a time of friction in families. I don't know if you've experienced that. It can actually be a really awkward time for split families. A member of my family, he's walked out on his wife and children. He's really hurt his children and his family. And for for there to be togetherness there, there's going to have to be forgiveness and reconciliation if there's going to be any togetherness. The video told us we were made for togetherness with God, but we've pushed him aside. And for there to be any togetherness between us and God, there needs to be forgiveness and reconciliation. Now, I reckon we live in a pretty unforgiving society. We tend to think we're better than all those people in the past, but we're really unforgiving. Uh, And just one little example, J.K. Rowling. She said some things last year that some people don't like. And what's happened? Well, the actors and the actresses in the Harry Potter films, they've thrown her under the bus. They've, They've, we won't have anything to do with her. They've distanced themselves. They don't want to be associated with her. There isn't much forgiveness in our society. God is forgiving. God is very ready to forgive. So we don't have to be distanced from him. So he doesn't say, I don't want to be associated with you. No, we can be together with him, under his care, knowing his love, even having him as father. And it's all through Jesus. And it's only through Jesus 
because he died so we could be forgiven. He rose to show his death was no failure. He calls us to repent, to turn from trusting ourselves to him. And then he promises. And he doesn't just promise, he gives forgiveness, welcome, and God together with us. There's good news at a time when we're really lacking it, aren't we? There's good news for Christmas and beyond. Let's pray. Father, thank you for good news. Thank you. It is news. It's not just a story because it happened in history. It's been verified by so many, even under persecution and difficulty. And it's come to us today that Jesus came to die, to rise, to call us to turn to him and even to offer us forgiveness. Please, may we receive it, we ask in Jesus name. Amen. To find out more about what you've heard, or maybe you've got some questions, maybe you've got things you'd like to ask, well, uh, do get in touch. I'm particularly thinking those online, uh, if you're obviously not here able to speak to us, but do get in touch. Look on our website, hollywellchurch.org.uk, and there is a contacts page for you to get in touch with any questions, or if you just want someone to talk to. You can also get in touch to ask for one of these books. I've got some books to give away. I'll give them away to everyone here on the way out after we've sung outside. Are you ready for Christmas? Little explanation of the Christmas message. This one, I'm told, is better for teenagers. Four kinds of Christmas. I've got some of these uh, for anyone who the only condition is you've got some intention of reading it. I won't pester you and ask if you've read it, but have some intention of reading it. So those online do get in touch and we'll somehow get those to you. And those here, I'll give them out afterwards.